Good afternoon and welcome to the Northern Kentucky Spotlight. We welcome you and I'm Catherine Nero alongside Jeremy Schran, the Marketing and Communications Director for the Northern Kentucky Chamber of Commerce. Jeremy, happy Monday. It's a, it's a busy time of year, is it not? Yes, it's super busy. Um, I mean, this this month and like September, we just I just got but chamber stuff and personally, it's just it's packed. I mean, everyone's going back to school, so that that all automatically makes it like take take a lot it, of uh, emotional. <laughs> <laughs> I know back to school week for so many people. So watch for those buses. Uh, but first and foremost, we want to thank our sponsors, of course, CVG, our title sponsor, our digital sponsor, C Crew Consulting, and Haran and Heartland Bank, our episode sponsors. Couldn't do it without you. We thank you so much. Um, coming up, uh, one of the big topics of discussion over the last several well, let's be frank, months, but specifically over the last couple of weeks has been the big infrastructure bill. And we've got a, a guest coming up to talk all about it, Jeremy. Yeah. I mean, months. I mean, we've been talking about this bridge since maybe decades. Yeah. I, yeah. Like since I like remember, like I, you know, as soon as I was in the professional world, I've mm -hmm. heard people talking about the bridge. But um, we have uh, Mark uh, Polans Polinski. From uh, the, he's the CEO of OKI, and he's gonna explain like what all this means, like how how it's gonna work, and you know, um, like and, and why he thinks it's such a historic bill. So uh, it, it's really interesting, and it's something to actually really get excited about for our region. It is, and we'll see. You know, as the uh, house gets back to work next week, uh, when this all, what is next for all of that? But before we get to that, we gotta get to the news of the day. So let's start with our headlines, and of course. Here we are back talking about the fourth wave of COVID. Um, uh, so yet again, this morning, I drove by the uh, the Gravity Diagnostics COVID testing site in Covington, jam-packed with people. Uh, so here's the reason why. Kentucky, you know, the, the numbers come out weekly for the state and Northern, Northern Kentucky Health really, it's almost overnight for those guys. So here's what we know. As of Friday, those are the last numbers we have statewide, 4,009 new cases in one day on Friday and 12 additional coronavirus related deaths. So Northern Kentucky Health is reporting as of today, there were 420 new cases yesterday. Okay, so that was there. That was the uh, the numbers that came through. What this means is that the positivity rate is now, now above 11%. 11% was that number, kind of that milestone, like, uh-oh, this is, you know, when it starts to get a little bit dicey. It's at 11.83% right now nationwide, or excuse me, statewide. Now, uh, let's talk about locally. Campbell County is the only county not in the highest transmission rate. It's just below that. So the highest transmission is 100 cases per 100,000 people. It's just below in orange. So somewhere between 50 and 99. Now, if you break that down by zip codes, there are some other zip codes that there are some good things happening. Some are in many, in fact, in Campbell County. So 41075 and 41076, the Fort Thomas area, and 41059 Melbourne, all in the orange. Also, 41011 in Covington and Park Hills, that's also in that lower transmission rate. Again, it's, you know, it's still just below the worst, but better than it was. And again, that high transmission rate, what they recommend is wear masks when you're indoors and, you know, limit any sort of outdoor activity um, as far as numbers and just be aware. Every single county in Kentucky is affected by this. There is no safe place, if you will. And so the solution is twofold. Number one, the push to get vaccines. They are readily available if you have not gotten them. And there's lots of incentives out there for many companies as well. But in addition to that, Jeremy, there's also a lot of talk about mask mandates. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mentioned at the top there that uh, 
the, the stress of back to school time. Well, let's add some extra stress to it with all this masks. Um, so Governor Bashir's mask mandate was for uh, K through 12, and he got the stamp of approval by the Kentucky Board of Education, um, who supports it and put their own mandate in place. So Bashir's was only for a 30 day, and then he was going to try to come back and extend it if needed. Um, but the the school board, they're they mandated it for the entire year. So everybody K through 12, anybody who comes into the building has to have a mask on, kids, teachers, uh, volunteers, all that. And um, they did leave a possibility open for like getting rid of the mask mandate if the CDC guidelines change. But as of right now, with all those red counties and mm-hmm. red zip codes, we're, um, the kids are going to be stuck in masks for, yeah. for the foreseeable for Future. And the Board of Education made it very clear that they they said, we do not want kids in masks longer than they have to be. But instead of having to come back once a month and figure out more votes, they're like, we're just going to do this blanket thing and take it back if need be. Hopefully, they'll be taken. Hopefully, it. hopefully we get, you know, get, get more people vaccinated and hopefully yeah. that uh, vaccine comes out for the uh, 12 and younger kids. Yes, so that would make a that- huge difference. Yeah, yeah, right now, that 70% is still the number uh, that uh, scientists point to as far as that herd immunity. In northern Kentucky, we're doing a little bit better than other parts of the area and across the country, but still in that 50s number. You got it. We got to get up to the 70s to uh, to really see that herd immunity. So as a result, there are businesses and there are uh, organizations saying, hey, you can't come in unless you have been vaccinated and can prove it. And Promo West Pavilion at Ovation is uh, the latest to jump on board. So this is all AEG venues. Okay, so AEG is one of the biggest concert promoters in the country. It runs the show, so to speak, at uh, or at least books the talent at Ovation. And so what they're saying is by October 1st, you have to show your proof of vaccination. So bring in your card or better yet, take a picture of it, put it on your phone. Um, Promo West there at uh, in Newport says that the, the policy is in effect already okay so follow me if you will it'll technically be in effect like october 18th so the first concert there is i believe kesha at the end of the month they're saying that if you're not vaccinated that's fine but you have to have a negative COVID test 72 hours prior so you have to show your vaccination or that negative test and if you bought tickets and you don't have either there are discussions about how to get that money back but but essentially this will not be the only organization, the only venue, the only company doing this. So just keep in mind, the choice is yours. Uh, also, as a little footnote, Corporex, which owns that facility there, uh, announced last week that it's putting more than $180 million in the Ovation site in general. So it's great to see stuff happening over there, right there on the river. Yeah, I was just down there. And I saw some of the construction vehicles moving around. And I was like, oh, this is exciting. But, um, you know, they... I, I think really Promo West had really had no choice because a lot of the bands are starting to require. Right. So, I mean, they were just going to kind of follow suit. And, you know, honestly, uh, at the Chamber, we are all for the businesses being able to choose whether they want to do that or not. Um, like the Chamber seeks to protect the rights of employers to require a vaccine for safety and health of its employees and customers, as well as to protect the ability of the wider community to be protected from vaccine preventable diseases. So, you know, we're, that, that is our stance on it. So we, we really think that like, if an employer says, Hey, I think it'll help keep my employees and customers safe, mm-hmm. we require vaccines. We're going to like, we, we're all for them being able to, to make that decision for their business. So um, good job, Primo West. Thanks for helping us keep that, uh, the community a little bit a little bit more healthy um 
The other interesting news came out with the census. Uh, the results uh, showed gains in our local, in all of our local areas. Um, overall, there was about a 3.8 population increase in Kentucky. Uh, the metro areas in the state continue to grow, while rural counties uh, lost population. Uh, locally, Campbell County had a 3% gain. Kenton County was almost six, and Boone County, man, that thing, that place Always. is. And it, it's only going to continue with with all yeah. that Amazon, uh, with the Amazon facility opening up last week. But uh, Boone County's increase was 14.4%, and um, the best growth of any of the, of the county in the 16 county greater Cincinnati region. So they they beat out Hamilton County, beat all the counties. They they grew the most. So um, super interesting, and you know, I think what did it put up, put us up to like 400? Almost half a million people. Yes, like very close. Very yeah, close. Just a half a million in northern Kentucky, which is more more numbers that we can take to Frankfurt and see and say, see, we there are you go. number the number three metro in the state. So as, as Brent always says, if, if if we were our own city, if it was just one big city, we could we could we could really um, move the needle, as they say. Yeah. Um, yeah. I want to talk about NKU because KU I feel like has just news coming out of that place left and right. And so uh, what they have, there are two uh, announcements this week. The first is the business school, which we have known as the Hale U.S. Bank College of Business, has been rebranded as the Hale College of Business. And this this follows the Hale Foundation amending its name, essentially. So the Ralph and Carolyn Hale gave this money and um, it, it, their foundation had the words U.S. Bank in it. So they took that out. And so therefore, the college there at NKU, which most people call the Hale College anyway, is now officially the Hale College of Business. Uh, and so, yeah, that was a $15 million pledge from the Hale Foundation in 2008. And that's why that business or the business college is named for them. And so the money is still there. The name's still there. Just changed a little bit. And also, NKU uh, is giving free admission to all fall sports, men's and women's soccer, and volleyball as well. So if you are interested, and best part is if you've got kids who play those sports and it's greater Cincinnati, every kid plays one of those sports, right? So if you do, this is a great opportunity for them to see what the what the the big kids do, you know? Uh, so you can check out all of that free admission to fall sports at NKU. Yeah, NKU's uh, male soccer team is it's pretty good. It's, and and yeah. they have a great yeah. facility there for it too. It's really that kinda... may be the most impressive part. Exactly. And yeah. now, uh, speaking of impressive, Jerry, your chamber roundup this week. He got a lot going on. Yeehaw. Yeehaw. Um, so let's see here. I mean, like you said, this week is is pretty packed. Uh, we have eggs and issues tomorrow um, with CVG in the morning. Registration is closed at this point, but you can always come and show up and, and do a, the walk-in thing. It, it is going to be really tight in there, though. I know that we're limiting capacity because we're going to spread out and you do have to wear a mask. So any of our indoor events, you have to have a mask. Um, then we have uh, Governor Andy Bashir coming up for a government forum on the 18th. That right now is planned to be outside at the Covington Pavilion out on the river. We do have a rain location secure just in case that happens. We will move it inside the convention center into there. They have like an auditorium up there for training. Um, but we're going to, again, everyone has to be spread out if we go inside and everyone has to wear masks when you're inside. So we're going to try to keep it outside. We're going to hope that the rain doesn't come, but we might move it inside. Uh, then we also have a, um, the NKY vaccination rates and implications for employers coming up on the 24th. And that's going to be um, an interesting talk about what all the vaccination rates mean. Like talking about that 70% number, we're going to have people from the healthcare there, the healthcare, uh, health department in. We're going to have some lawyers in to talk about, uh, you know, what a, 
an employer can do and what they can mandate. So uh, it should be a pretty interesting, and that will be virtual on uh, Teams. So be sure to register for that. And then coming up on the 25th, we have getting the most from your chamber membership. So if you're a new member or you're new coming back into the chamber, it's a great way to kind of figure out what we have all going on in all different places. That one also, I think, is going to be virtual. We might actually have some capacity inside the um, the office, but uh, right now I think it might be virtual just because it's a little bit easier to get to that. Yeah. Um, so to sign up for any of these events, head on over to the Chamber's website, nkychamber.com slash events, and to find out more and get, and get yourself registered. So much going on. And uh, as we mentioned before, we are as close as we have been in 20 years to finally getting a replacement for the Brent Spence Bridge. And for those of us who use it four times a day, I'm telling you, no one, no one's happier. So why are we this close? What's going to happen next? That is what we're going to talk about with OKI coming your way right after this on the Northern Kentucky Spotlight. CBG Airport is the lowest fare airport in the tri-state region with 54 non-stop flights and direct international service to seven destinations, including Paris, France, and now home to both DHLs and Amazon's global cargo hubs. The airport is furthering its position as leader in aviation and is deeply committed to being an economic driver for the community. You can learn more and start your next adventure at CVGAirport.com. Ranking on Google Search and Maps is easy to understand, but hard to do. It requires constant effort and attention, uploading new photos, responding to Google reviews, writing weekly posts, and checking suggested updates. Google listing optimization takes experience and time, and there are no shortcuts. C-Crew gives your Google My Business account the steady, consistent attention it needs to be effective, optimizing, updating, and expanding critical content every single week. From local retail stores to large regional networks, C-Crew generates content, establishes benchmarks, and creates dramatic measurable increases in engagement. So what can C-Crew do for your business? More calls, more clicks, more clients. Welcome back to the Northern Kentucky Spotlight. Right now we're talking about the infrastructure bill, and I'll be the first to admit, infrastructure typically is not the, the sexiest of subjects, but I'll tell you this week that may change here in Greater Cincinnati. We are joined right now by Mark Polisinski, the CEO of OKI, as we know it, the Ohio, Kentucky, Indiana Regional Council of Governments. Mark, thank you so much for making time for us today. My pleasure, Catherine. Always for you. All right. So we may not think infrastructure is so sexy, but OKI may have a difference of opinion. Let's talk about what happened this week with the passage of the infrastructure bill through the Senate. Well, um, it's a unique bill in many, many ways. Uh, first and foremost, the size of the bill. Uh, it dwarfs any other uh, transportation bill that's ever been passed. Um, we are talking about maybe three, four five times the amount of money put into an infrastructure bill than what uh, occurred. Uh, but for our purposes, um, you know, when we talk about infrastructure here, it's obviously the Brent Spence Bridge. The Brent Spence Bridge, by the way, is also on the tongues of people all across this country. It's the poster child for um, important, massively important infrastructure projects that need to be done and for some reason haven't. So, uh, this bill's size is huge, and also there are various pots of money that are available so that we can hopefully build a brand new bridge next to the current one. 
So you hit on a couple of really big points there that uh, we want to talk about. Number one, we talk about the Brent Spence Bridge all the time here in Northern Kentucky, but we're not the only ones. This is a nationwide discussion in some cases of, of trying to fix this, isn't it? It is. As a matter of fact, uh, the last transportation bill, when it was being uh, debated on the floor of the Senate, uh, and they were talking about the terrible state of infrastructure, the uh, easel had a picture of only one project. That was the Brent Spence Bridge. When Biden announced his infrastructure plan a few months ago, uh, the Wall Street Journal ran the front page story, and uh, so did the New York Times. And the picture was of the Brent Spence Bridge. So it's it's nationally known as uh, as a symbol of what need we need to do. One of the other things you mentioned there was the the several pots of money that are going mm-hmm. to be available, and this is. Um, uh, unusual. This this bill has been called, you know, historic uh, because of its bipartisan nature and its size and all of that. But really, this increase in federal funding could make a big difference to projects like the Brent Spence Bridge. Well, Senator Portman and um, and ten other senators, okay, get together and they're putting this together, Republicans and Democrats. And the point uh, when it comes to the bridge as to how it could happen mm-hmm. is that a Again, the size of the, uh, of the bill is extraordinarily large. But what they've done for the first time, and this is the first time Congress has actually stood up and, and done their duty, is that they are putting together programs that sound good, but then they're funding them. And that's what is available now. So there are three, four, five pots of money inside this bill of which the Brent Spence Bridge could draw down money from. Obvious advantage to doing that is if you have one pot of money, everybody is going to go after it. This way you have five pots of money and it can, it can help as you piece this together. It can provide money for the bridge. The critical part of this is that several pots of, of that money uh, increase the federal share. And Catherine, as you well know, uh, it's been a staple here inside this country for 10, 15 years that the feds are only going to put in 20% of the money. Well, uh, in this bill, you have the possibility of getting as much as 80 or 90% under some of these programs. Now, just because it is at that level doesn't mean you're going to get that. But the idea of the Fed stepping up and finally doing their fair share on the bill um, is obvious, and we're at that doorstep. So what that does, it means that there's less money that the locals have to come up with. And of course, that gets us to tolls. Yes. So that that's the next question. So is that where you were headed this whole you time? You know, I was headed that way. <laughs> you know, first and foremost, it, you know, we need to make it clear it has not yet passed the House that there may be some hurdles. Huge there. issues. Huge so issues. once we get let's just move past that you know, very important part of this. No problem. And talk about tolling. The fact that the federal, you know, um, uh, pocket or bucket of money would be potentially 80 or 90 percent everyone immediately starts going, well, that means no tolls. Is that really what it means? Well, again, we don't immediately go to the 80 or 90%. I know that that is in some of the bills, some of the buckets inside the bill, but we don't necessarily get there, okay? Because it might be less. Uh, and obviously one of the reasons it would be less is because the, the lower that is, that the more projects can be funded. So it's going to be a lot of sausage making. Um, But obviously, if we were uh, a year ago, six months ago, looking at the the, uh, local, the regions, and the states had to come up with 80% of 2.6 billion, uh, it's a lot different of a nut to crack if it's only 20% or 30%. Uh, 
as you increase the federal share and you lower the amount that has to come from the localities, that lessens uh, the possibility of a toll. Um, until this bill came along, there is no reputable person who's looked at the financing of the Brent Spence Bridge and said you could build it without tolls. Mm -hmm. You needed tolls. With the passage of this bill, there's a clearer path forward to maybe this can be done. So the first issue is how much are they going to come up with? Okay, so that's obvious. The second part of it is, and this is really important, is that there still is a responsibility of the local to come up with a finance plan. So how that is put together, how well Kentucky and Ohio work together to put together a finance plan, that along with what the federal share is, each one of those, and they both are equally important, are going to determine whether or not there are going to be tolls on that bridge and even the possibility there may be a toll, but it will be a lot less than what was even envisioned where it was a dollar, two dollars and things like that. So we'll see. Besides tolling, the question I know people have is about timing. Um, and again, not fully passed just yet, but best case scenario, we are still years away from that replacement to the Brent Spence, aren't we? Well, we are years away, but one of the great advantages we have with something sitting around for 20 years is that we have a plan. So a, a great deal of the environmental work uh, has already been done. A great deal of the plan has already been done. So a lot of the work that would take you decades to get mm -hmm. on course has already been done. Um, now, it's important people to, for people to understand that what is the plan right now will change. I mean, they are going to change this plan as we get closer to the date to start construction. Um, there is no doubt that they do we need the bridge as designed 20 years ago or 15 years ago, mm -hmm. 10 years ago. Do we still need that size bridge? So that's going to come into play. And that's a very important subject. It's not like you're going to cut the cost of the bridge in half, but you're going to reduce it. So the plan is there. It's been there for a long time. It just needs to be retrofitted a bit. And uh, if we can come up with the financing package, it's ready to go. So it'll take a lot less time than what other projects will have to go through. Are we as close as we have been in the last 20 years then to a new bridge crossing the Ohio? Um, I can truthfully say that in the 19 years I've been doing this job, we haven't even come close to being where we are. Um, and it's just been for a variety of reasons. The biggest one being the federal government about 20 years ago decided to walk away from its responsibility when it came to infrastructure. And that's changed. Well, we look forward to seeing what else is happening. Again, the House should be going back roughly the 23rd of August, maybe a little bit sooner, but nonetheless, we got a little bit of time to figure all this out and see what happens there. Mark Polisinski, the CEO of OKI, thank you so much for joining us today. Anytime, Catherine. Always great to see you. All right. And uh, stick with us. We'll be right back on the Northern Kentucky Spotlight. Hi, I'm Shannon Schumacher, Account Executive, Kentucky Market Leader. At Haran, we champion bold innovation to help employers and individuals thrive. As an industry thought leader, we explore new horizons in healthcare, benefits, employee engagement, and wellness. We work harder to deliver all the strategic benefits, planning, and execution you expect from a true partner. And we do it with laser focus on your short and long-term outcomes to help manage your benefits while improving your employee experience. 
So Heartland is celebrating its 110th anniversary this year. Recently, we partnered with the Kinkle family and the Fisher family in Northern Kentucky, Boone, Kenton, and Campbell counties. And we have three uh, offices there to serve the Northern Kentucky region. Just remember, when the economy heats up, come see us at Heartland Bank, where banking really feels good. Come on over to Heartland. Rare banking feels good. And welcome back to the Northern Kentucky Spotlight. We appreciate you sticking with us. Can't wait to let Brent Spence Bridge has a little companion right next to it. That's what I want, or a big companion yeah. right next a to it. A big, grand, grand companion. So all those yes. trucks get through and we can just keep our local traffic. Oh man, the day. That'll be the best, that'll be the best well, day. And again, we'll find out starting next week when the House uh, goes back, the U.S. House goes back to start those discussions, yeah. fingers crossed on those, and to see what happens here as well. Uh, as always, we want to thank our sponsors. We want to thank CVG, our title sponsor, our uh, digital sponsor, C-Crew Consulting, and our episode sponsors, Haran and Heartland Bank. Thank you for supporting us here. And we also have, uh, uh, we know what's coming up next week too, yes. Jeremy. Yes, we're going to hear from uh, Shelly Funky Promeyer, a great chamber board member who's very, very, very involved with the chamber. Um, she's going to come in and talk about her company, FFR Wealth Management. Um, they uh, are a great local business and a great way to help you save some money. That's exactly it. And it's a, a holistic approach she talks about. So it's really interesting there. So uh, any questions? Join us next week for all of that. In the meantime, we need something from you guys. We provide all this information for you, all these great interviews. All we need from you is a little su subscribe, maybe a share, maybe just call a friend, text them, whatever it is, tell them about the Northern Kentucky Spotlight. We greatly appreciate it. And we thank you so much for being here, for watching, for listening, and for supporting us. And we'll see you right back here next week on the Northern Kentucky Spotlight.